There's this plan to create like a, like a torus-shaped, constantly in orbit space habitat, like that orbits around the planet. Torus, like, like the car. <laughs> that would be so much better. Yes, the Taurus station wagon, was gonna be driven one. by Ludacris, that constantly is it, orbits. Is it is it orbiting or is it just like in a on like, one of those points? Like in a I, the way that I understood it was it, it's like in oh. a, a like a an infinity symbol type ring. I'm pasting it into the chat right now. This is like the most Rogan story but, starter that we ever had. So did you hear about the ring? Well, so the the, w- the thing no the thing that caught me about it was how they are. I have a firm belief that every engineer is just a hilljack at heart. Like every every hilljack is a child with, a, or every engineer is a watermelon trebuchet child. You know that has that has just grown up and gone to good school. Stanford Taurus Megathread. So, okay, so mm-hmm. then get to the part where you find out how they're going to make the radiation shield. Okay. Please hold. Which is here? Where's I'll spoil that? it for you. <clears throat> They're going to create basically like, you know that machine that scoops up golf balls at Top Golf. They're going to create basically a reverse one of those mm-hmm. that just chucks moon rocks constantly into orbit around the space station. There's going to be a space tugboat that picks up the moon rocks from space as they are hurled at it. Yeah, and that is what they're going to use to build the radiation shield like this is where they're going to get the blocks for their moon concrete is by throwing rocks at the space station from the moon it gets wilder because plan. you would you would in addition to having i will drive the space tugboat I, first of all <laughs> i i love this term an electromagnetic mass driver would hurl 10 kilo chunks of moon rocks into space at a rate of five per second non-stop for a decade just a machine dedicated to fucking the moon up for a whole decade you said oh where's the stanford gonna come into this you're like rapaciously destroying a planet so that we could build something for the wealthy that's where it comes in additionally once those rocks are thrown up you go huh i remember something from the basic laws of physics that for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction that's right in order to keep this entire thing moving, by the way, and maintain the position, the station receiving these, right, that was going to receive all of these rocks, would hurl pellets ten times the speed of the incoming chunks in the opposite direction, just in order to maintain its position. Because balance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's basically has to poop. So they, to maintain I'm so where glad you brought is. up poop. I'm really <laughs> glad you brought up poop, because mm-hmm. further down in this plan is a list of animals that they believe will be necessary to have aboard this, uh, this, I'm calling it a space station, but they call it something else. Mm-hmm. What do you um, mean? And she, the first animal I saw listed was chickens, and I was like, can you imagine the smell of chicken shit in space? Mm-hmm. Where there's nothing to mitigate the chicken smell. But then I had a much more interesting idea. You're not going to be able, in, in what universe are you going to be able to get all of these animals and all of this livestock and all of its feed for at least the first round until they grow their own or whatever up into space without one rat? That's the challenge, I suppose, is to no, the, create the, a the, rat then, is, then I kind yeah. of put myself in the shoes of imagine being the one rat mm-hmm. that makes it to the space station. Rat. What's your goal? What's your goal at that point? 
Whatever I want. I am Templeton, King of Mars. But you're also the last, the last rat on Mars. This is but Ratatouille so, Part Two, the sequel. So, like, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not worried about breeding. I'm just living. Oh, you can't! Come on, all rats are worried about breeding. As much as they're worried about eating. I look. All I'm saying is, I think this rat ends up trying to fuck a chicken. I think they do a pretty, pretty high amount of both. <laughs> Yeah, I well, do okay, like so what that, if I'm the rat um, and I'm eating and I'm fucking everything that moves? Man, this does lead into today's show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something will work. I just think I, I, my favorite part of this, honestly, Holly, is how many times you have said um, this is what is going to happen. You, yeah, you yeah. have a high level of optimism <laughs> that the Stanford Taurus will work and uh, that they've I, evidently they've spent 50 years working on this in secret and it'll be unveiled just as soon as they figure out the rat thing, I guess. We're so close. You know, that's a, Jason, that's a very good point, and I have to say, once I saw Space Tugboat, I just assumed that everything else would fly, and I took this with absolutely no pessimism whatsoever. I think they'll get it done. As our future. It's supposed to take 20 to 25 years to build, and in the course of all of that... So you'll be going, dead, but the rest of us might get to see yeah, this. Yeah, you might see but it. 25 years as of uh, 1975, so it's Shh. been up there for a while. You know what else happened around that time? Halo. The wow. Halo games, in which uh, planets are surrounded by things exactly like this. So, yeah, it That's happened, actually, just not Do you think that Earth. actually slowed down the process? Do you think Halo came out and all the devs were like, hmm, I have well, some probably to do literally, today, yes, but because, yeah, a video game was out, so, so, you know, the nerds went to play the video game. But, like, I, I think what happened is they built it on the wrong planet, and then Microsoft made a video game about that planet. Okay. It's a documentary. Okay. Yeah. In order, to in order to maintain something like Earth gravity, they're going to have to have a station like this rotate at one RPM. So they'll have to have it go one revolution per minute, leading me to That's believe... That's a lot faster than you think it is. It, for especially something for this something large, that yeah. big. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, like that, that fucker's going to be the, spinning. Which makes it even funnier that we're going to throw rocks at it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to be turnt. Yeah. But what How I big is it? Is, uh, I will get you some numbers on that. It is... It has a diameter of 1.11 miles. Once again, we have all left the subjunctive case behind. Mm. And yeah. a circumference was, of nearly three and a half that. miles. When this happens. Yeah. So in order to go one RPM. Okay, so it's the orbit that's torus-shaped and not a giant ring space station that is, like, ringing the Earth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that is I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, they can I'm afraid it. you're in. <laughs> too, it's too late. It's, it's not big late. enough for me to be in. I would see it. You're on here with Admiral Templeton, the the Rat Admiral of Space. <laughs> well, here's, the, here's rat's the thing. King of here's space. the thing. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just yep, I that's see the voice. I had this concept, and I was like, oh, it's John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. John Lovitz. There's something um, bad. But in order to do this, I was thinking. So Tuesday is is Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Thursday, I assume like every other. Is Taco other Tuesday just for people? No, this will be. This is space. We are, we are trans species at this point, right? Across all species. Sure. We believe in Taco Tuesday as a right. Thirsty Thursday. God, the another fish are gonna hate great this. cornerstone of civilization. We're going to keep Thirsty Thursday going. But my favorite thing is going to be this. We need Freaky Fridays where we just start fucking with the gravity for no reasons. Heavy Friday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, just, um, we, we just chop and screw this bitch. Fifth Everybody Thursday. Oh my God, you've invented Space Houston. Yeah, Space Everybody. Stout Saturday. Yeah. Jason, <laughs> the, 
Jason, the good news is you likely are out because according to what I'm reading, uh, this habitat is capable of housing 10,000 to 140,000 permanent residents. Mm, so yeah. just as a matter of math, none of us are getting there. I'm probably not making the Stanford cut no, there. I have 10 a feeling to 140,000 is a large a, delta. You're telling yeah. me we can get rid of 100,000 Stanford grads just like that? Let's do it. <laughs> See, this is why for a long time, and I think I said this on the show, I was supportive of Elon's post-Tesla career because all he seemed to be interested in doing was sending our silliest rich people into space. Ah, and now it's turned now it's turned into blowing them up on the way to space, which is different. (laughs) Which on paper I love. Even bolder activism on his part. (laughs) What a brilliant anti-capitalist move! I'll get the richest people in the world to pay me to blow them up. That's been. Meanwhile, I will squander all of my wealth. On posting poorly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man is just shitting wealth back into the economy. You thought Marshall Henderson was doing an interesting psychi- psychological experiment. Behold. You think it's kind of remarkable that he doesn't like get off a better post every once in a while by accident? No, I think I think it's by design at this point. Mm. I he think he's that bad on purpose? Yes. There so, so he many- could post better if he wanted to? Yes. No, I just mean he hasn't inadvertently hit upon a combination of words that aren't dumb. Yeah, I'm saying it, Ryan is indicating it's on purpose, as if Elon has a higher gear that he chooses not to hit. Yeah, I think I don't yes, that. I think he's trying to tank the posting economy one by himself. Hmm. Mm. So he can buy low, brother. Mm-hmm. I have some news for you. <laughs> so he can <laughs> not buy low. Um, this is this is a, the list of things that could go wrong with a station like this. I know that if it's catering to the wealthy, somebody. The first thought I had was this: somebody climbing aboard, and being like, "I get to bring my ferrets, right?" Uh, yeah. Oh no, That's you can. Somebody. Yeah, you said we're trans species, so you said that was okay. They get Taco Tuesday. That's true. Uh, Spencer okay. said, said we get to bring our ferrets. Space, I said space chicken shit was gonna smell. I would like to revise that upwards to space ferret anything. Yeah, I think the smell of ferret can overcome anything in the universe. Look, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's easy on Earth, and I'm trying to be sensitive here, but I suspect it is way harder and way more unpleasant to get divorced in space. Right? <laughs> space <No>. divorce! <laughs> like, hey. space have divorce I, is so claustrophobic. A, have I told y'all about getting divorced over Zoom? <laughs> no. Because I did. And the degree to which they go... The, the links to which they go to make it like real life court, even in ways that don't make that easier or smoother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the main one I mean is this. Zoom has waiting rooms, right? Sure. You can be parked in front of a blank screen and admitted to join a meeting. But instead, you're invited to the same, like, you're in, it's like actual court. You're invited to the same Zoom meeting with, like, 40 other 40 people other who are getting divorced yeah. that day. Yeah. <laughs> and, everybody's, and everybody has to have their cameras on. Yeah. And so, like, instead of admitting people, like, two at a time, it's just like court, only instead of all these people, like, standing behind and arrayed around you and checking their phones or whatever while you talk to the judge, everyone's just right there in their cameras watching your marriage dissolve. It is bizarre. So, and once, once those 40 turn into 40 singles, do they, are there then attempts to, <laughs> to recombine? <laughs> given given the, the fact that I got divorced in Fulton, I'm kind of amazed that this did not, that this was not included. And of course, there's the one person who does not mute. 
who that, doesn't that, know how to mute. And, that has to be a New York Times Vows column that is at least coming. Of, we oh, met, we, we met on more. California Divorce Zoom. <laughs> Zoom Divorce Court. Some of the, this has got to be in a White Lotus season at some point. Some right? of the He's a designer of the Stanford Taurus Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put some time on your calendar after this? She's a Reiki healer with a compulsive gambling problem. Made of ferrets. She hopped on a call and then she hopped on that D. She's a 37 ferrets stuffed into a jacket. (laughs) But she smells okay. (laughs) With some of the libertarian dipshits who are going to be fueling and participating this, I have no doubt that one option in space divorce court is going to be the airlock. When When faced with the, you have to give so many dollars per, I'm sorry, so many space ferret dollars per month to your spouse. You forfeit this many tacos on Tuesday. (laughs) You're right. Heavy. You will no longer be able to do heavy Fridays for free. (laughs) You have to pay to experience the girth. Every Friday. No Mammoth Mondays for you. No. <laughs> Life is a little bit slower up here. <laughs> I feel so titanic. It's your, incredible. Your spouse will inherit half of your 10-ton Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> the Space King Rat offers you the choice of the airlock instead. Survive God, for three minutes course. and you will be free of your burdens. Of course, of your astronaut marriage. King Templeton is going to take over the judicial <laughs> complete, complete. Justice Templeton says you have to complete... One lap running with wearing only pool goggles around the inside of the Taurus. If you can do that and live, no alimony. You it's must drive be like, I got Taurus it. I'm gonna try it. around the Taurus, and then you will be free of your marriage. If you can catch the moon rock being hurled at this station with your bare hands, Justice Templeton will release you. Go, go look at the number of people who think they could fight a bear in real life, and they'll be like, bro, I'll catch that moon rock. Fuck, I'll catch the moon. You saying yeah. I can't punch the moon out of orbit? Varsity. Fuck you. I was varsity, I man. I got this. I also love that this is based on a dare from a rat. Like, that's not the part that <laughs> yes. registers. You know, yes. they're not like, yes. who are you, a fucking yes. rat, to tell me what to do? They're like, you said, you said I can't? Oh, you I'll show I you I will. That's what Donna said. That's why we're fucking divorced. That's, that's why I'm trying Ryan, why to you space divorce her. Mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> She's divorced. It felt appropriate. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hi, Donna. <laughs> two, thi- uh, two things. Right, it's like two things I'm keeping in this divorce bar. One, the space dodge challenger. I'm keeping that. And two, Damn. I'm gonna go out that airlock and try to master chief it back down to earth rather than pay space alimony. I got this. Question. Question for the court. Is the space challenger oh, we should nope. probably call it something else. <laughs> when has that ever gone wrong? <laughs> space dodge also Space Dodge. <laughs> space Dodge is good. I, I was just going to ask if the Space Dodge Challenger is a is a surface a vehicle for yeah. the sorry. Ah, uh, that's how you tell it. Part is a yeah. surface vehicle for the moon, or is it a spacecraft? Yes. You you know yeah. what? Fair enough. All, All you need is a ramp. Yeah, buddy. and a dream, buddy. With a Hemi, we're going to take that shit anywhere. Every spacecraft can can be a landing craft if you believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it. it the the state of the landing is not is not specified. That's right. Any object can be a spacecraft. That's and right. And that's good because if there's one thing we don't want around this, it's regulations. How 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 badass of a hot air balloon would you need to build to get it to get to space to that's exit a Red Earth's Bull atmosphere? Red, well, Bull, it, Red Bull has a pretty close answer to this. 
I was, I was going to say, I have the actual answer since I've, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why? Well, largely due to having... Because he doesn't have a real job. About, when you say you've thought about this a lot. I have, I have children and... Whoa! I picture, like a, I picture like Ryan, a smoke alarm. Children. I picture like a smoke alarm going off. <laughs> and Spencer's just in the corner thinking like, so if the hot air balloon was made of this, I think it would... <laughs> Sorry, okay. Go ahead. So Sorry, you, you have you have the floor. So you can get close, and the sky, but it cannot get to space. You can get okay. very very close. In fact, there are tours that you can take to get to quote the edge of space for about a yeah. hundred and thirty three thousand dollars, according yep. to Condé Nast. So that's like, that's two New Mexico bowls. Yeah, yeah. You can sponsor wow. two bowl games for the ride. Uh, they will take you in wow. a. They will take you in a balloon, and they will take you pretty close. I'm trying to get the exact... What do you wear? Ascot. You need to wear an ascot. (laughs) Okay. Astronaut. Astrocot. This is a... The aliens are up there. I need you to be classy, Ryan. Mm -hmm. I need an ascot, okay? Right. I choose to believe... uh, Based your popular collar, the aliens are coming. How mad... Spencer, how mad would you be if we left for another planet... And we kept all our fashion rules. It was like, no, nah, man, shorts are inappropriate. You'd be like, oh my fuck god, we you. got fucking, we got the fuck you. we got the dress for air travel crowd up here talking mm-hmm. about what to wear on the space shuttle. We still wear suits on Venus. Oh, this god, is the, this is so hot. this is one of the expanse <laughs> rules because they do accurately track the notion of ah, we colonized another planet, and then the planet immediately being like, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, could you guys send that back? No. No. We're here now. <laughs> we don't need you. We don't need you. We wear ties. We don't. We don't wear ties. We don't do any of that shit anymore. So we, have this our incorrupti- we have our incorruptible space rat to deliver yes. justice for us. <laughs> justice Temple. Temple to the incorruptible. <laughs> The Shutdown Full Cast. We are the internet's only college football podcast. You are listening to the dulcet tones of me, Spencer Hall, joined as always by Ryan, Nanny, Jason Kirk, and Hi. Holly Anderson. Hello. With Michael Serber on the ones and twos. So, um, normally we devote all 90 minutes or so of this podcast to discussing 90? nothing but college football every single week. these days, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think Cerber cuts a lot of the fat, which I appreciate. Mm. We need to go 90 today. <laughs> um, did you just say go 90? Somewhere Stephen Godfrey twitches in anger. Uh, it's soon, yes, the flagship, the flagship podcast of a soon-to-be-doomed streaming network went 90. That is going to be the name. Twibby's only college football podcast, the yes. Shutdown Full Cast. Uh, we have no fat this week because we're going to begin immediately with content 31 minutes into recording and a guest we are going to get to the point um we're going to arrive at the point (laughs) if you will uh i'll take over from here because there's no way you can better that segue no go ahead so it's tuesday may 2nd as we are recording this on april 29th 
in the mid-afternoon, I first became aware of what we're just going to describe as the incident uh, via Jocelyn Silver, uh, a journalist on Twitter, who said, well, she's describing, I think if I'm my math is right, she's describing Friday night show. Right, Paul? Correct. We'll get to Paul in a second. See, that was like a that was like a, a serial style thing. That was good. Yeah. My yeah. weird producer's in the car beside me. Friends who went to the L.A. Philharmonic last night, says Jocelyn, are reporting that in the middle of the show, some lady had a screaming orgasm to the point where the whole orchestra stopped playing. Now, she is followed up by a couple different people who report that, yes, this did happen. No, the orchestra did not stop playing. And it gets chopped up and with kind of astonishing speed lands in the LA Times in what I think is and I'm going to read I'm going to read this more I'm going to read more of this than I normally would because I think it's a really beautiful piece in tone uh, this is Christy Karras writing in the music section uh, at the LA Times and the, the first person they interview this is the third paragraph of the story I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her like in an effort not to shame her, said Grant. It was quite beautiful. Uh, and you go on throughout the piece, and they I, I'm sure they tried, but the LA Times cannot find a person uh, who will speak against this happening. Everyone's like, yeah, that's beautiful, man. Hey, I love Tchaikovsky. So, <laughs> wait, I have seen other people in, in this article who said that they, they dispute the orgasm theory. That the noise, nobody disputes the noise. But no. the theory there is, of By the way, sir, cause, there is an audio tweet. There is audio of it. Um, there is, yes. Yeah, that, we're, that we can send to you if you but haven't heard this. It was oh. certainly a shout. But we're not the witnesses or the experts here, are we? No. So this brings us around to Paul. We have we have with us today a member of the LA Philharmonic, uh, a trombonist, which I think we can all agree is the most sensual of instruments. Um, uh, many many do say that. Paul, welcome to the full cast. Uh, we're so relieved to have somebody on here not named Matt. Uh, uh, tell us what happened Friday night from your perspective. Start wherever you like. Uh, I mean, it was uh, a typical kind of Friday evening concert um, up until that point, relatively uneventful first movement of the Tchaikovsky. And uh, no one clapped between movements, which um, happens a lot here in Los Angeles. So that should have been kind of the first warning sign that not everything was, you know, not everything was on the level. And uh, I... If, if uh, I don't know how familiar either you all are or the audiences with uh, how much the trombone plays in the orchestra, um, but it's not always a lot. Um, so you know this, the incident occurred you know relatively early in the second movement, but you know after a couple of minutes where I didn't really have anything to play, um, and so when I have nothing to play, I'm just kind of sitting there trying to, you know, look professional and not fall asleep and remember when to play next. And all of a sudden, I, you know, it comes to kind of a, a, pa a natural pause in the music and 
and the noise occurs. And the first thing that went through my head is someone is having a medical emergency. That was like immediately what I thought I'm like, they're gonna have to wheel somebody out of here. Uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I was worried that something had gone terribly, terribly wrong. Um, but you know, we didn't hear any follow-up noise, and we, you know, no one, <laughs> no one, uh, like was wheeled out that I could tell. So I'm like, well, it must have been not that bad, whatever it was. Well, for um, witnesses nearby, it sounded like that this girl's partner was sitting beside her, just kind of beaming. So I'm yeah, guessing medical I, emergency can be ruled out. Yes, but I, I I couldn't see. So this this all occurred behind me, um, and kind of over my right shoulder. So in a place where I really couldn't look, I, you know, I can't just be sitting on stage like I know, you know podcasting is a famously visual medium. But I can't like turn my whole body around and look to see what happened. I gotta just like stay forward, which is kind of what we all did on stage. We're all just like, uh, and so just you know seeing if something was going to happen, plan on, and, and all that. Now, who was, um, conducting it, who was conducting at that time, and what did their face do? Uh, our conductor that evening was uh, Elam Chan for that whole program. And she was a real, she's a real pro, and she was a real pro about it. She just kind of, you know, kept going. I did not notice um, any, you know, big change in her demeanor. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of, you know, just kept going. And after about a minute, I think i sort of forgotten about it. Um, until after the show, um, so uh, sometimes on our Friday evening programs, we do these things called casual Fridays. Uh, <laughs> and it's so that basically the program's a little bit shorter and, uh, there's no intermission and we don't have to wear a tie. And, like a school uh, one, show. Yeah, like, a, you know, sort of. And, uh, and then, um, also one of the musicians kind of gives a little pre-concert talk, you know, just to break down the barrier a little bit between stage and audience. Um, but then after the show, there is a little kind of drinks get together. Um, they bribe us musicians there by giving us free drink tickets. And then members of the audience come and we all get to kind of hang out and chat. And uh, about half an hour into the, the little after party, this very nice British man and his two French sons um, came up to me. And one of, his, uh, one of his sons was like, I have a very serious question for you. I was like, okay. He's like, what was the noise? <laughs> You've scandalized a French lad. And I was like, I was like, man, I don't really know. He's like, was it from the stage? And I was like, no, it was definitely from that behind the stage. That would be a neat trick. Yeah, no, it was. I, I could, I could see how he might have thought that though, sitting out in the hall, you know, because it, it was, I think, really from right behind the stage. So I could, I could see how he thought that. And then, you know, we didn't really think about it again until I started seeing the Twitter threads pop up on Saturday. And then, you know, when the Times story ran on Sunday afternoon, kind of, you know, it all broke loose and all my friends are like sending me messages like, were you performing? I was like, yes, I was there. <laughs> I'm going to cut in here with a couple more quotes from the LA Times story. Silver Lake resident and music agent Lucas Burton says the sound from the audience member was wonderfully timed to a romantic swell in the symphony and i do want to back this up it's it's this was the this was the uh, symphonic sexual equivalent of you know when you're yelling to a friend in a crowded room and the conversation goes quiet right when you yell clown fucker and just into a suddenly uh, you know into a sudden pocket yeah, of and silence I, and, I, and I think it, i think it was a felony but it's hard to tell <laughs> she wasn't moving but we just left her in the trunk 
No, it really, it, I, I do have to say, it really was wonderfully timed. Um, we were trying, one of the things we were talking about uh, between uh, some of my colleagues the last few days is better places that it could have happened in the season. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because that is our game. Oh, good. Oh, good. This is oh, our good. game that we are going to play. No, so yeah, well, I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it with any ideas, but that's the, that's the very game we've been playing. And um, one of my colleagues who likes to do little audio projects has mm -hmm. been, um, you know, he's, he's been, he's been saying here, here. And so we've been, uh, <laughs> so he's sampled it. And now, <laughs> and they're, now they're, the, they're, the sample is propagating throughout the rest of the soundtrack. They're, they're, it, it could be. So I, uh, you know, not, oh, not at liberty to share anything. But uh, but yes, we, it's definitely a, uh, a game that, uh, that we've been playing. So that's a little, that's actually a little bit different from the game that we're going to play today. I hadn't been thinking of it in terms of uh, where mm -hmm. to insert screaming orgasms and pieces of music. We were just talking about... Uh, immediately for some reason between us after this story came out the the conversational vein that we fell into was most incongruous public places to jacket <laughs> like not not even necessarily most inappropriate but just like places where you just super would not like we're not even going for like the most shocking just like the huh yeah wouldn't expect that because it's pretty shocking anywhere. Yeah. Like, even if it's a place where you would suspect somebody that sketchy was hanging out. Yeah. I would do that. It's generally pretty shocking. But, like, you need a, you need a long wait. You need a fairly, like, not a super well-lit room. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first guess. Uh, Don't kink shame. Well, no, I mean, to, to, to get as close Dentist as waiting room. To the I'm, I'm trying to make a comparable setting here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to draw as many parallels between the settings as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, the first thing I came up with is DMV, because all the fluorescents never work, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's dark corners mm -hmm. even in daylight. Yeah. Right. I, I know, know that had several ideas for this. Sure. The DMVs out here in LA are way too crowded for that. Lincoln uh, Park is actually okay. So my first idea is... to have sexual is... congress in the middle of a weekday. My first idea is a weekday Marlins game. <laughs> As sort of, the home run statue spins. Yeah, just mostly because it's just sort of like, why did you bother? Like, Sober there are so has many his glasses up on his forehead and is just rubbing his eyes tiredly. There's so many. There's so, why did you bother to come to a weekday Marlins game? Be to one of the, the seven thousand people who did that. To feel the breeze on your cooter. Why did this you could, there are so many places you can feel the breeze on your cooter in Miami. That's uh, like wait. Miami's whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but it's most likely that you'd feel the breeze in traffic. That's yeah, but you're it. feeling yeah. the breeze with a little privacy at a market. A little because it because it's because it's a closed facility. I guess that's true. Yeah. That is true. You can almost guarantee that there will be no one around you. That's what people always complain about uh, when you try to have sex at a Hurricanes game. Is like, oh, this, it, I feel like this isn't private. I feel like this isn't intimate enough. Yeah, we got we got to downgrade just a little bit. Mm -hmm. pa Paul is correct though. This did happen at an A's game already. Really? Uh, yeah, I was I I, I I was like I was like I really do remember seeing seeing that uh, you know some some distant video of that on on Twitter at some point in time. I don't remember how long ago, but it's stuck in my brain. It was against the Mariners though. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's 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 low stakes baseball. That's a great yeah. choice, yeah. especially in the Coliseum. In almost like, any no, nobody's there to watch that. Back when the back when it had just opened, the Toronto Sky Dome uh, became known as the Sex Dome for about six months after a couple uh, did it in the windows of the hotel facing 
the field. They sure. did it, yeah. Mm. Uh, and of course, the knowledge was they couldn't have no, no, they 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 knew, they they absolutely knew. So, and baseball fans, of course, being um, being the bored people that they are, were just like, yeah, like they caught a bunch. That's how they initially panned over and. Like, you know, they're like, oh, the fans are cheering something. Oh, goodness, Gord. Get the camera away from that. This um, is where we needed we needed the, the Red Sox announcers team who had the pizza slice thrown. Yeah. To call this moment. We needed Jerry, Jerry, Remy. We needed Jerry Remy to really flesh this out. Uh, so which, another, which sports yeah. fans wouldn't cheer that? If, if we're saying baseball fans were. Northwestern? Philly. They just boo it. Just on instinct. Boo! Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing a terrible job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Chats fans. I think get Brian Dawkins in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need a real hitter. Come on. Um, tennis at Indian Wells. Like, yeah. No matter who's going on, yeah. yeah. those are bitterly unhappy people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but um, not the Australian Open. Australian Open. Oh no, it's almost expected there, but oh my god, the sun. So hot. So hot. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you, you gotta. Oh my you god, like, your bare ass on those blue. Mm-mm. Yeah kind of think about that um another answer i came up with that i ultimately walked back was uh during the queen's funeral but then i realized like there are definitely people who specifically being irish during the queen's funeral yes (laughs) irish possibly welsh certain scots i'm banging my man by saying like we don't give a damn about maggie that's what i'm doing (laughs) just you had a really good scottish lady voice they just completely deserted you between episodes and i think that's fascinating that's Um, irish i don't know how to do irish I would also like everybody to note that this incident has already made it onto the Wikipedia page for Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Nice. Uh, what a like not surprised to hear that. Under the critical reaction section. <laughs> <laughs> Perception. It's raved to me, buddy. It is preceded by this sentence: Contemporary reception of Tchaikovsky's Fifth has been largely positive. <laughs> and then there's the so. story that goes with it. You, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys know about orchestra inc- incidences from the from the past, but I saw someone online, you know, compare this to living through the reaction to the the famous Rite of Spring premiere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and how you know there's these different conflicting reports of what actually happened, and you know what what everyone ends up remembering is just is just the legend. But you know we're it's we're all living that in real time right now. Um, that, that was one of the things I really loved about this is it was a story that appeared on the internet and it sounded very, very good. And then it was verified a couple of times on social media by people who were there, but it's still not quite a story. And you're waiting, you go, please, please let me see this in the LA times. Please let me see this in a legitimate place that has to actually source this shit. And then it appeared. You're like, <laughs> it oh, appeared thank God. Filled with, it's been updated several times since it initially appeared, but filled with approbation referred to as wonderful <laughs> and refreshing yeah. by um, members of the audience. The, uh, yeah, this would not be, this would not be the review. It's just such a great reminder that Twitter's not real life. Paul, this is your place of work. And so I feel like you should have the say here. Um, if you had to choose between this being a one-off or this becoming a trend, <laughs> and those are the only options, which would you rather it be? I, I really do feel like 
just the one-off that, you know, just have that legend, have that moment, and it's, you know, it'll be talked about forever. If it, if it started becoming a trend, I feel like it would get tired pretty quickly. Mm, okay. um, so it's both. <laughs> well. <laughs> it can become, I, I like the idea of it becoming kind of a ghost story on the tour of the Disney concert hall. Like, yeah. they, they say if you sit in seat 31B, you'll feel a little bit damp around hour two. Um, follow-up question. Do you know when you all are supposed to perform this piece next? be a line around the block. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... He's having... Chike Ch- 5 comes up every every year or two, so I, I don't know. Um, there, we, we perform too often for me to have the schedule memorized, but I'm sure it's sometime within the next two years. You know, in, in a short enough period of time that people will still have it in mind, I would I'm ex- guess. I'm excited because I predict on that day, you and your colleagues will be like, is it going to happen again? Is it going? Is there something about this piece s- of music? You know what? Oh, I, mean, I, I, can't, be- I can't hear the piece without it now. So like, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> you're going like to be so record- fired up to play that day. Wait, let's like get when it you done. Recorded off a, t- a song off the radio, and like the the station call sign is in the middle of the song. Right. And then when you hear it on the album, there's just that blank space there in the middle. You know what? That's Ironically, right. you guys might be pretty tense by the end of this piece. <laughs> <laughs> If it, if it doesn't happen, um, but yeah, yeah. Marlin, Marlin's day game is my my best answer to your question, Holly. Mm, I was gonna say the I was gonna say the landing at uh, Plymouth Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Just right, right then and there. Here with view the providence of God, we have oh, finally we're off that fucking boat. Oh, oh finally, thank God. Jesus Christ. I'm not on a boat full of Calvinists anymore. I've been holding this in for months. <laughs> I can just see, like, Martha, good woman, Proctor back there just being like, I gotta let it loose. Hold on. First I gotta puke, then we're gonna do this. And then I'm gonna die. <laughs> Tonight I'm fucking something up. Sorry, got to the new world. I saw Goody Proctor with a strap on. <laughs> in the pale moonlight. I need Plymouth Rock to land on a certain piece of me right now. <laughs> what are rocks for after all but grinding? That's true. Yes, see? that's that is, uh, that is the funniest part of this to me, too, is that I heard the audio and I was like, uh, oh, oh, girl! You needed that. That's you just had to let that go. There was no choice. Good. It job. was forceful. It was congratulations no, to her. Yeah, no, it'd been a minute. A it's, lot had go- a lot went into it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm comfortable with Spencer deciding that he is the expert on what orgasm sounds mean. No, oh, listen, I'm not, but I know enough <laughs> that I heard that and I thought there was no choice. That was imperative. Okay. Okay. You know, you know when you see people on Twitter being like, "Oh, you horny, horny." That's yeah. <laughs> she was down bad, and then she wasn't. Thanks to the magic of classical music, what an amazing achievement! Mm-hmm. Nothing gets people going like I know enough. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in his Tinder profile. This is how Johnny. This is how Johnny Sins becomes a member of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. It's strictly for this piece, along with Old Miss partner. alum Johnny yeah. Sins. <laughs> yes, Jeff, former. That's Doctor Johnny Doctor Sins. Doctor Doctor Old Miss. Um, uh, I had an unrelated question I wanted to ask Paul really quickly. 
Because yeah. I looked at his bio. Oh, good. You, I was going to ask this too. So you please came go up ahead. In, so, so you grew up in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, yes, which I apparently did. only turns out people who are really successful who live in Los Angeles. Is that correct? I, I do have some other some other classmates that uh, I you know went to school with who've ended up here. So people, you know, I see Johnson County plates all over. Yeah. Okay. You played your first trombone. Um, that came from your dad, and your dad acquired the trombone when he traded it for a pig. Yes. Oh, this is, yeah, this is, I, I'm glad you noticed this because this is one of my favorite stories. Um, so my my dad uh, grew up on a farm uh, out in western Nebraska, Llewellyn, Nebraska, if anybody knows where that is, about halfway between uh, North Platte and Scotts Bluff, just way out in the middle of nowhere there in the panhandle. Um, and so he uh, comes home from school one day, you know, fourth or fifth grade, whenever band starts up, and he tells his parents, he's like, oh, I, I want to join the band. And they're like, well, you know, that's great. What instrument uh, did you want to play? Uh, he's, he said, oh, the, the trombone looks really fun. And they're like, oh, great. We actually know somebody who has a trombone. So they call up my dad's uncle Ernie, um, and Ernie was a polka band player. Um, you know, yes. all those those Eastern Europeans that ended up in, uh, in uh, you know, Western Nebraska. And he had an extra trombone laying around. So they're like, hey, Ernie, you know, you got a spare trombone. And he's like, yeah, I do. Um, and they're like, well, what do you want for it? And he's like, well, you guys are hog farmers. Send me a slaughtered pig and I'll send you the trombone. And that was the trombone that my dad played all through high school. And then that was the trombone that I found in the basement um when i was in like fourth grade i love those farmers farmers continue to make america great yeah. they, they do every day every day every day, every day. so yeah, i just wanted to point out your entire career your livelihood and your passion would be impossible without the power of ham it is, it is very much very much hand powered yeah and not just paul's passion there's another passion out there that was, <laughs> yeah. that was stirred by this he, transaction. He let, us, he let us here. I consider this a win for Arkansas, really. <laughs> the, the most sensual of SEC football franchises, the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's actually true because they don't win often, and it's a long simmer before they eventually get there. You raise your back, you put it down. I, the Bolero. Of I have football one, programs. I have one more question for Paul. Paul, is uh, how would you rate this particular piece in terms of its sensuality? And do you think there's a better choice for people who want to come to see live orchestral music <laughs> and have a sensual experience? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'm a great interviewer, goddamn! <laughs> Taking that breath right there. Speaking of musicality. <laughs> But yeah, that was, that was very well done. That, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're a musician, Ryan, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you've got you, you might have a you might have a bit of talent in you. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I, I saw some people critiquing the choice of piece, and I I I had to say I, I disagree. I think Tchaikovsky is definitely in, and and Tchaik Five in particular is like. I'd say that's that's you know that's that's definitely not a bad choice. Um, I, I would say that's at least in the top quartile, if not above that, in terms of pieces that you could um, choose for that. Um, you know, I, I I see people. I saw people saying bolero. I, I'd say bolero is a really bad choice. Bolero is you know, so chaotic. 
I know it's it's I I would not yeah Bolero is is not there I think um, when but it has a trombone solo doesn't it? it it does it does indeed have a trombone solo and, and actually the trombone solo is the last solo all the, all the solos in Bolero the, the trombone is the last one you hear before it's all um, 2D passages um, to okay. the end of the piece okay. um, very you know a bit of a stressful solo um, so maybe I, I might be biased against it um, because of that so um but I, I think uh, an, an, when I was thinking about this, an unconventional choice, um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the music of Olivier Messiaen. Mm-mm. No. Um, so he was this absolutely kind of bonkers French guy um, who um, he had a few things that he really loved um, in the world. Um, a couple of them were playing the organ um, and transcribing bird songs. He has a whole. He has bird songs all throughout a lot of his compositions, um, but there was one in particular um, just called "Exotic Birds," and it's just a whole piece of, of bird songs and weird rhythm. Um, and he was also a um, he had synesthesia, um, so he very much wrote music to kind of match the colors that those uh, combinations of notes um, kind of conjured in his brain. Um, and so, I, and the Triangulila Symphony is a um, the, the piece that I was thinking, and this is a piece that's uh, you know it's, a, it's about an hour and a half long, and it's all about um, it's all about love, um, and you know Olivia and Messian just kind of writing about love in his weird um, kind of French way, um, and so that was you know I don't know in in the in the concert hall if that would be a particularly great experience, but I would say for home use. Um, you know, the, the, the Messian, I think, might be an, an unconventional, but uh, it, it's a choice that, 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 that kind of that came to the top of my mind. The worst, the, I was thinking the worst choices. Um, I'm going to ask you for the two worst choices for this if you were going to do it. My, my, my starter would be, I cannot imagine somebody doing Ligeti Atmospheres <laughs> and, and, and getting to that point uh, just because that's so off-putting and disturbing and arrhythmic throughout the whole thing. Wait, Slava. Sla- <laughs> I, I'm amending my good answer to Slava. Um, but I was going to ask, like, what, what if you had to name two pieces where you're like, no, no, absolutely not, not possible. Yeah, I think in the in the line of the um, of the ligety, and I'm just looking this. Um, I'm looking this up so that I. Uh, oh yeah, the Penderecki. Uh, I'm. I'm actually as being from Kansas. I'm, I'm. I always terribly mispronounce things, and I, I have colleagues that make fun of me for it. But the the threnody for the victims of Hiroshima. I don't know if, if you guys <laughs> yeah. are, are are familiar with that piece, but um, you know that's that's another one in the vein of the ligety that it's just such off-putting sounds the whole time. And, um, you know, I mean, it's meant to, uh, you know, invoke kind of the terror that, that people felt at that moment. Um, so that, that would definitely be kind of a bottom of the barrel choice. Um, I, you know, some other, I, I saw some people saying they would choose like Bach. And I'm like, nah, I, 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 I really do not think Bach would be a good choice for that either. That's like to a go. training, that's a training wheels piece. Yeah, but like, like it just I don't know. Bach is Bach is so tied to like t- tied to religion. He was always almost all of his pieces were were sacred, and you know I it's just something about Bach didn't didn't uh, people saying that I, I I disagreed with that pretty strongly. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Paul, 
before we let you go, what chair are you and how can we help you advance your career? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the second trombonist. Um, okay. But, you know, there I think uh, there was actually uh, an article in uh, I can't remember the name of the newspaper in Pittsburgh, if it's the Post or, or, um, or I what think it's, it's the Post Gazette, maybe Post Gazette. OK, yeah, I was like, I couldn't remember if it was the Post or the Gazette. So, that you know, that makes sense. Um, but uh, one of my kind of fellow second trombone players um, was uh, interviewed for an article they did about second chair players in orchestras um, and how, you know, it, it really, especially in the wind section, uh, people kind of misunderstand the job. You know, it's not that we are um, necessarily less talented than our colleagues around us, but it's just that we kind of serve a different job. You know, it's my job as second trombone player to make you know, our principal trombone sound really good to make our bass trombone sound really good and to kind of fill out the, the section. Um, so in terms of like advancing my career, like there's not a lot better that you can do as an orchestral musician than, than playing the LIFL. So like I, I've got it, I've got it pretty made. So. Oh, I specifically meant how can we help you take out the first chair? <laughs> oh, no, oh, he, no, 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 no. We, I, 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 both, both David and, and Jim are, are great colleagues. All right, um, all right, you keep us and, posted. And, and I mean, Jim is an Iowa football fan. I wouldn't want anything worse to befall him. You know, he already has to deal with, he already has to deal with watching Iowa football, you know. And you don't, you know, well, I mean, yeah. He had to be pretty mad on Friday because someone scored. <laughs> uh, folks, that's as good a note as ever. Um, we, well, we, heard, I believe there's been a better note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, I'm trying to let Paul go, and the show is just clinging to him for dear life. <laughs> um, Paul, thank you so much for making your time. Uh, tell us where people can find you on the internet, uh, besides at the Disney Concert Hall. Oh, no one should find me on the internet. Just, okay. just come. <laughs> just, if, if, if you guys, if you guys want to see my work, just uh, come to the concert at the Phil. So we play, yeah, Disney Concert Hall, Hollywood Bowl during the summer. It's uh, both of them are a good time. Oh, it's a great show. All right, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you, uh, and thank you for volunteering to, to take us uh, inside this magical night. I, I just I just wanted to make sure that, you know, that people uh, people had perspective on the events. So. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Uh, you too. All right, bye. Uh, so on the May, May 5th, they got uh, Dvorak and Brooklyn coming up. So. Ooh. Do you think they'll find who fingered the perp? You've been waiting on that, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh. A lot of dudes out there are going to take their girl to the, one of the unfinished sim- symphonies. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, if they'd just gone during Mahler, any yeah. Mahler symphony, we wouldn't. E- this wouldn't even be a story, right? They'd be like, woman has two-hour long screaming orgasm during a Mahler symphony, and no one hears it. They call it a little piece of Mahler for a reason. <laughs> second chair of our podcast second chair yeah well i ain't first well it's i think we play it's you and me isn't it we play different instruments that's we play, true we play, oh, yeah, that's we play true. five different that's instruments true. here that's true in we're terms set. of i obviously I, I would put spencer well server's a conductor then we have four different instruments yeah yep. see i would have said server's a conductor spencer and jason are first chairs and ryan and i are second chairs they're, they're totally we're, different we're, we're your sturdy bass <laughs> I, I just play no. timpani 
That's it. Timpani for no, everything. You can't take everything from me. Do you want the timpani? I like that you're like, the give, loud me the big, give me the big instrument. I want give the big boy. I'm playing the goddamn triangle. <laughs> Start to play rap. Spencer, just rap, what rap. instrument would you like? To the biggest one. That's what I want. Just rap. Ha, is that what blue. I sound like? No, that's Spencer. Oh. <laughs> I'm just sitting there with the pedal. <laughs> I I like the notion of playing. So I, and I know percussionists in, in big orchestras, you know, rotate uh, based on the needs of a piece. But I really like the idea of making an organization like the LA Phil and just playing marimbas. Because it always I, strikes me as a deeply unserious <laughs> instrument. I respect Paul's answer. And at the same time, I really hope uh, getting off at the orchestra becomes the new TikTok trend because, frankly, wouldn't yeah. I think that would be great for the, for orchestras across America? Yeah, that's how you get the young people involved. Also, um, you know, if you're getting off if you're getting off non penetratively, that's safe. Yeah. Er. Do you think there are hand stuff only orgies? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> ArizonaState.edu slash Ryan. Ryan, yes, that's called a church lock-in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> call, call, call it a street fight because everyone's catching hands. Overtheclothesstuff.edu. The answer to, is there a kink? Yes. Yes, right. whatever yeah. it is. You're right. Somebody, You're right. Uh, hands only orgy. Small hands orgy. What? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. The first result I got was small hands orgy. Your ad experience is going to be very different. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly no, the same. No, baby, this is an incognito window. Come on, I'm a pro. Oh, thank you to this important 2015 piece from the all. How many guests constitute an orgy? That's a Ooh, great question. That is a good what question. Was, That's a real argument of the beard kind of setup. Oh. Is it? Wait. So what, what? are there many theories? Two is a, okay, so two is a mating. Okay, five. Yeah, I'm gonna go with five. Okay, well, here's the here's the relevant here's the relevant paragraph. Two is a mating. Three is a three way. Four is a four G. You would think five is logically an orgy, but no. Five is two couples who keep forgetting about the creepy guy in the corner. Six <laughs> is an accident. You didn't get enough for a gangbang, but you got too many for something more innocent and lovely. Six is gross. Seven is probably a really mild semi orgy, an afternoon tea time of group sex. Seven is your grandmother's orgy, polite and manageable, with people ducking out for treats when winded. That does sound ideal. Eight is certainly enough to hide from somebody with bad pheromones or gross genitalia. Nine, though. Nine is when we create the bare underpinnings of an orgy. Okay. Nine? A minimum of nine. Five is Joey Fowler. Oh, this is, Cor- this, is, this is former colleague Corey Sika. Hey, Corey. Oh, good. Uh. I trust him. Yeah, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Not, there's not a room in the world with enough ventilation for me to verify any of that. I feel like seven is that's got to qualify. But I feel like if I'm fucking six different people and someone tells me you weren't in an orgy, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of an argument. Are you just saying? Do you I know how much classical that? music I've, I've endured <laughs> in the past four hours? I listen to all of the requiem mass. Are you kidding me? <sighs> yeah, if they tell you, if you go through all that work and they still don't give you the little orgy badge, I don't yeah. want this achievement. I don't want my damn orgy badge. Game. That is not how yeah. Boy Scouts works. That's so 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 key to not get an orgy badge. <laughs> They're called Man Scouts, right? 
Not only was I in Girl Scout Troop 69 and didn't keep any of the regalia um, because I was an idiot. When I was in middle school, there was a... Every few years, they would come up with these like different empowerment campaigns and you would get a little patch for it. But when I was in middle school, we had one that was, I swear to God, the girl comes first in Girl Scouting. No. Which, Damn. based on my experiences at camp, Damn. was always true. No. Damn. But... Ah... <laughs> uh. No, seriously, Google this. I'm not making this up. I it was believe like a pink, no, it was like a pink and green in and blue patch. History. Okay, hang no. on. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't Google these things with Girl Scout because then you never know when your computer gets seized. I'm just gonna just find it. Like, ah, it was the 80th anniversary of Girl Scouting in 1992. That's nice. That's fun. Um. One thing uh, I did not share from I'm the... going to drop this in the chat. It's the official Girl Scout history site. No From the Tchaikovsky's hard. fifth Wikipedia. Uh, on the symphony's first performance in the United States, this is the reaction from the Boston Evening Transcript. The furious peroration sounds like nothing so much as a horde of demons struggling in a torrent of brandy, the music growing drunker and drunker. This that was does somehow sound a like negative an orgy. Review. Yeah, it does. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. God damn. Where the fuck do you go from there? Ryan, you mentioned the Queen's funeral. Yeah. Earlier. Mm-hmm. Natural transition. Have yep. you guys seen the list of objects uh, that are getting toted around the Abbey during the coronation of uh, of the King? I have, but I'm I'm stuck on an associated thing is it orb it's not orb it is now i have to look it up um okay. i did not know that when you became king your video game inventory contained so many enchanted objects mm. we had a uh, we had a request from reader david uh at <coughs> thank you for contributing to the orgy episode david at lickle puma on twitter uh who requests that we go through this list and see who we would nominate to take to tote each of these items because each of these items gets toted by a different baron or general or duke or reverend or. Be- before something. we get before we get to this, can we talk about the um, the king's champion? Yes, because we could all take that guy, right? He's a 68-year-old former accountant who's been trampled by his own cows before. Wait, okay, hang on, we should back up. Um, yes, this is this is this is from a Daily Mail uh, article. I'm by his sorry own about ad- that, but by his own admission, Mr. Dimoak, I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it, is not a fighter. Nor is the father of three the right size for squeezing into either of the last two remaining suits of armor standing in the hallway of his ancestral home. Um, but this is fucking made up. Do you know what his title is? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I believe he is the... Is he the 35th? Yeah, he's, the thir- he's the 34th King's Champion. All right, so he's the 34th of Scribblesby. No. Yeah. That is not yeah. his fucking title. Uh, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. So the way this, The way this used to work, and it hasn't been this way in like 170 years or some shit, the King's Champion would show up in full armor on a horse... And he would throw his gauntlet down three times on his way up to wherever the coronation was happening. And basically, this was the opportunity to, like, fight this dude for the right to uh, dispute the king's claim to the throne. 
Or the it's like the Black Panther the competition once removed. Right. And, I'm, and, or, and they or, have, or it's like this. It's like the speak now if you know why these people shouldn't get married, but for coronations. I guess my thing is like, if you have this job, some like there's no way nobody is like, I would like to challenge this man, right? Like, uh, except but this guy, I want to challenge, right? Like, but but there's no way to do that. There is no way to say like, yes, I think fuck Charles, and I want to fuck this dude up. So that oh wait, so there's there's no current mechanism to actually issue the challenge. Correct. Yes, and and so I'm like, what what is the point of being the king's champion if you're not actually going like? I understand that for years, none of none of the champions, even the ones who showed up on horseback and armor, none of them had to like actually do the like Game of Thrones thing where like I'm fighting on your behalf, but like. At least keep the threat of it there. At least give us some inkling that maybe Charles, this shit's you're the one who keeps happen. saying you want to streamline the monarchy, man. It's disappointing. It's just fucking disappointing. It is disappointing. Piers Morgan, you have the chance to do the funniest thing ever. This dude's an accountant. Yeah. 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 Who couldn't, and he's, fi- who couldn't fight him? All of us could fight him. I yeah. think so. I think everybody on Split Zone Duo could fight him. I think everybody on Hand of the Dirt could fight him. Bud could fight him with one hand. Yeah. Bud's jacked. That'll fuck him up. Who else do we know who has a podcast? Andy Staples could take him. Yep. Jane, oh, man, oh man, we got to send Jane as the people's champion. <laughs> no, dude, she she just hit a new PR on the bench, man. That's it's true. Just, She's it's, ready. I, I just, uh, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be so hung up on this, and I shouldn't be, like, so no, mad. No, that does but. suck. That's but I just think, like, if you're gonna me. if you're gonna do it, you don't have to do it. If you're just like, yeah, we're not fucking doing the king's champion anymore. But if hey, you're gonna do it and it's this important, then like, how do I challenge? I think it, Ryan, it's okay to make fun of England as always. Like they have a stu- they, they have a really stupid tradition and they don't even use it. That's yes. stupid. That's how they yeah. do everything. It's a fake yeah. country. Everything about it is like this. It is. It is a lot of fake. It is. It is. The more I think about it, the more it's like this is medieval times. This is like we're putting on fun costumes. And but yes, you can have a Pepsi, my lord. It's an entire country built by a like fantasy novelist who's like two hundred third, two hundred thousand words in and hasn't like introduced any characters yet. Right. Just like he's not even going to ride a horse. No, no. They no used horse. to ride a horse into Westminster yes. Abbey. Yes, yes. That's what, what I'm fuck? saying. Okay, like no, if now you're going to do this, do now this I'm shit mad. right. But instead, it's just some some grandpa in his nice suit going to show up and be like, I am here to defend the king from <laughs> so those death challenge his right to the throne. So Charles gets to assert this ancient right to rule. Yeah. But nobody else gets to assert their ancient right Correct. to fight that guy. Correct. That, this, this is one of the rare instances in wh- wherein, like, the tw- in the 1300s, this would have been solved quite easily. Yes. Because he would, they would have improved. seen, like, old Charles, weak king, murdered, <laughs> yes. murdered. Like, <laughs> like, look. New king. Ride the horse. I, I, Oprah. I, I, don't Oprah. Know, I don't know this for this sure. This is for Megan, slapping him with a metal gauntlet. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that, like, Emmanuel Macron is not having a ton of popularity in France right now. If he showed up to the coronation with a sword and said, I'm going to fuck this dude up. Yeah. And then I will be king of England. England will be France's one. Allez, 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 allez. That's right. That's right. Run it back. I'm going to give him my blues. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) 
I think the King's Champion should be someone more substantial. At this point, it should be the highest ranked British wrestler. It should be, or, you know, like, UK wrestler. It should be, at this point, Drew McIntyre. Like, if Drew McIntyre walked in in the, like, black briefs, wet as hell. I mean, just <laughs> okay. the wettest That's a big risk. That's a big risk. That's a slippery that's a, floor. That's a very Scottish man that you're giving. <laughs> putting one step away from the throne in London. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing about this is dissuading me from this plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with it, but... Let's, let's let our, our resident Scotsman take over. Jason, who would you slot in there? Drew fucking McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Just wiping he the could hair back. Eat the king's champion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to defend the. Oh my god, he's broken in half. He's been kicked. He's been he's been kicked by an acrobat who weighs 290 pounds. I just wish this 68 year old man, who's probably reasonably nice. Wait, as, he's only 68. As rich British oh, men the, go. Oh, the challenger is 68. Okay. Yeah, I just wish the king's champion like had to endure a few weeks of terror of like. Look, it's probably not going to happen, but what if? No, what they if somebody a, runs they up on me? at least give him a Twitter account. Yeah. And, and let, like the K, he, let the K-pop teens have at him. I'm fine. I'm fine if we say, like, look, we're going to even the odds here. King's champion gets a sword, and you just get rocks. And you got to figure it out. Like, that's <laughs> fine. No, this is me hiring. I'm hiring 15 people, actors, who uh, play my entourage. Yeah. And another 20 who play the crowd following me around. And like a boxer who wants a shot at the title, I'm going to follow the King's Champion around to the coffee shop, to the grocery store. We're going to follow him to the Tesco, right? And they're going to hold me back as I'm like, I want my shot! Boy, me <laughs> you Tesco got my pills! <laughs> and there's like cameras going off, right? Like a Cashing in the out. briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Meet me at SummerSlam, King's Champion! <laughs> He's afraid! He's afraid of greatness! <laughs> As this guy's just trying to put like his spotted his can of spotted dick in his <laughs> trying bag. to put his fucking beans in his tea and whatever the shit. Put me scribbles in me boinkies in the bag. Boy, me Tesco crisp. I'm trying to I'm trying to eat me 10 a.m. dinner and whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Spencer kicks him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Hot <laughs> beans fly out. Beans at breakfast, you sick fuck. My prediction is pain. Hot like coffee, not hot like spicy. I know he just wants to go home and watch Love Island. God save your ribs. Wham! (laughs) Is the sword that he gets like, um, it's either, it's either like some old piece of shit that's not going to do a damn thing because it's been rusting for a thousand years or it's like some really sarcastically like bejeweled, like extremely fancy garbage. There are five fucking swords in this ceremony. That's ridiculous. (laughs) A fucking golf bag full of swords. It's ridiculous. (laughs) They're the situation by- calls for uh, shut the fuck up. Hold on, no, I wait, gotta get, actually, I gotta get my pitching sword. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. There's more than that because there are five swords that get carried down the aisle, and none of those include the swords that people are wearing. What a fucking bridezilla! One <laughs> <laughs> of them was country. called. One of them was called. Janice had three swords in her ceremony, <laughs> so I'm gonna have five. Orb. Okay, and an orb. One of these is some Doctor Who shit. This is the Sword of Temporal Justice. Yeah, God damn, yeah, yeah, temporal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you'll, you, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna do some justice were, on you, but you'll get better. You were late. So, yeah, that's it, so yeah. therefore you <laughs> get this oh, it's sword. The, it's the fucking yeah. time stone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the scimitar of tardiness. Yeah, this is the sword that turns me into child length. There is, there is the sword of. 
<laughs> there's in order of procession there is the sword of offering which is i'm going to offer to sword you there's no that's the, that's the sword you hand somebody a, sl- a slice of flatbread pizza on Okay, no, no, that would be the second one, the Sword of State, as in Michigan State. <laughs> um, Delicious. There's the Sword of Mercy, also known as the Kurtana. That's so dramatic. Carried by Air Chief Marshal, the Lord Peach. We are now into Mario Kart. Yep. yep. Through Westminster Abbey. Um, oh my God, this fucking British name. The Sword of Spiritual Justice is after that, and then the Sword of Temporal Justice. So the Time Stone does come at the very end. Huh, time stone and full this? stone, okay. Look at this, God, fucking witcher-ass bullshit. I need two swords. <laughs> Wait, dispel this you. Is t- I'm sorry, this dude's fucking name is General Sir Gordon Messenger? Yep. <laughs> yep. Everyone, here's the thing. I get fact. madder and madder the more I find out about fake All fancy English people have fake names. None of the names are real. Oh yeah, they're all names. They're they're all called. They'll like have seventeen Reg. consonants, and it's all pronounced like Dave. Yeah. If you're being executed, by the way, and you see somebody coming up with seven swords, it's gonna be a win. It. <laughs> yeah. You're, are you just looking? You're like, well, which one is the worst one? Is which the one sword is the of mercy a pool want? noodle? I don't even understand that concept. Oh, I, if you've ever been hit with be one, the one, you know they, it's not merciful. That's, that's probably the one they finish off with. After. Yeah. After all the temporal justice being conducted. There's also one role that just says carrying the orb. Yeah, but if they that's pull... That's the only thing that made that I want to get there to see. If they pull out one that's like the sword of screaming torture, you don't want that one. That's the one that you're like, yeah, I would, against that one. I feel like I'm playing fucking Diablo. Every goddamn yeah. sword has eight words attached to it. But then then Emmanuel Macron shows up with the gun of France. Fuck you. <laughs> France gun. <laughs> It's just a Saturday night special in an ankle holster. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's I'm very sorry. sexy. <laughs> Did you hear me? Did you hear me call one of these say they call one of these swords the Cortana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the That's literally the, a Final Fantasy sword. I just yeah. looked it up. All, all, I forgot all about of this. this. Uh, if you told me if if it's one It's in Final day, Fantasy 6, it's in Final Fantasy uh 14, it's in Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. <laughs> I would guess in. that everything in England has appeared in a Final Fantasy game because they all have stupid names, and everything in Final Fantasy is all just named just the like Cartana's random not even grab a good bag. Final of Fantasy game. Oh, see, see, that's maybe that's what you're happens. You're going to be canceled. You you attack the king's champion, and he dies sorry, in one hit. Eight, and you're it's like, eight for me or nothing. You attack <laughs> the king's champion, he dies in one hit, and you're like, well, that was fucking easy. And then he morphs into this <laughs> final form. <laughs> oh my fucking god! The Does king's Charles champion has eight thousand hit points. Does Jesus have any Christ! Jab body parts. Mm. The grotesque <laughs> abomination known Behold as... Behold the counter lore! No, I just realized Camilla's going to carry him around like Krang. Behold Lord Peach! <laughs> <laughs> Who disturbs his slumber? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> mistake, chips. Lord Hastings and the Earl of Wario carrying the spurs. Yeah, and see, if I'm organizing this thing... I'm the gonna Lord do it. Peach. I'm gonna do it once, and I'm gonna start putting shit in like this. Like we'll go the sword of temporal justice. Yeah, oh, the you sword guys. of spiritual justice. You a bit. guys, his name. He's got a real name. What's his name? Stuart Peach. Yep. Stuart <laughs> Peach. <laughs> That's Boy. awful. Boy, that's better than Peach. That's Lord Stu Peach to you. Look at you. 
you show some respect to Stoopy. Stoopy. Stuart. 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 Stuart Peach. Bad and Peach. They call me that because I'm juicy, right? Oh my god, does he have a tiny, round, little bald head? Yes, he does. No, and a god. big old ass. Big old ass. <laughs> Gigantic um, donk on that man. Actually, kind of. Look at his NATO biography. Get that man on the defensive line. Full of I big muscles. But, like, if I'm doing... All, if I'm doing all this, of this... Look at the unexpected this, wagon on this man. All of this nonsense bullshit to install a king that nobody likes. <laughs> Who doesn't do anything. He's just not going to do this again in, like, three years well, for his also, weird son. He's also yeah. never had to do anything or learn yeah. anything or be good at anything. Okay. He's never had to be stress tested by life, so... We could just pull shit on him like the Sword of Temporal Justice. The Energy Sword. The Gravity Hammer. As wow. The yeah. I'm sorry. They're, they're, the keeper of the Jewel House is somebody named Brigadier Andrew Jackson. I yep. need to get on a plane. <laughs> there's, there's some unfinished business. Yeah, you know what he is? Sleeper Cell. Woo, USA! <laughs> the Axe of Gummy Worms. Now build. <laughs> you could just put all, just, you could actually turn the entire thing into like Halo. You could turn this sounds like in. just average dad's tool shed. Yeah. yeah. You, you got nicknames for a million different your, tools. Your, your it sounds like an your... RPG inventory that needs to be managed better. You I don't, don't touch that. That's, like, that's the pegboard that where I keep my That shit is weighing orbs. you the fuck down. Come on. How, you got no potions? Not a single potion. You know you can potion? sell this shit, right? <laughs> you yeah. can sell this shit for eight gold. <laughs> Never more dubious food. <laughs> Not one flaming arrow. Let's He's see, what are no the, let's find some dubious inventory. food. What are the coronation foods? England has spent a thousand years upgrading its inventory size and nothing else. That's true. That's that is that is really what England is. They should make uh, they should make him wear the suit of armor though, because I bet that's clumsy as shit. He'd be face planting every three steps on that marble. A broken mech. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd look like the shittiest, cheapest mech in the world. He'd be falling like Asimo, that robot that went down the stairs. That's it. I just want to see this poor 68 year old accountant try to squeeze into a suit of armor and then face plant every seven steps in Westminster Abbey in front of an appalled King Charles. Ride, riding a horse. Yeah, they got to put him so on a horse. Mad. <laughs> So I challenge you to a joust. And then you do it and then you actually joust. Oh no, you've impaled the accountant. Now you're king. Or whatever. Now he must in the suit of armor wield the gravity hammer as the chorus sings. <laughs> oh, you guys. So you know there's a there's a big like celebratory lunch after the coronation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The center the centerpiece dish of, of it has been revealed. Is it coronation chicken? Uh, actually, no. No. It's a quiche of spinach and beans. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Empire that stretched around the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what they've landed on. While also being recommended to eat with green salad and boiled potatoes. Fuck me. <laughs> you know we left World War One, right? No, some like you, you know the foods that were that were available in the trenches aren't the only foods. Listen, the sword of mustard gas will teach you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Wielded to this day by Lord Admiral General Sir Such and Such, and if you defeat him, you earn one seventh of the right to face the champion. Behold the right princess, Lucky Two. <laughs> Beans in a quiche. 
Lord of the Skies. I assume if you defeat the king's champion that it's revealed that Prince Charles is actually Toad and the real prince is in another castle after all. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, here is a... I kept Googling Time Sword and I got the most disappointing headline ever. Yeah. Kate Middleton's coronation tiara is causing rows at the palace amid a race against time. It actually has nothing to do with a race against time. Some people hmm. don't want her to wear a crown. I'd wear three. Is the yeah? yeah. <laughs> I'd wear a crown on each boob. I call myself the Lord shit. of Crownington, and I wear of... three crowns. Yeah, like fuck you, I'm the Lord of Time. I got, yeah. a, I got a, I got a sword made out of crowns. What now? I got a sword made, made out of time. <laughs> I'd come in with the baseball wrapped in barbed wire of enlightenment. That's what I'd come in. <laughs> Oh, it's because Camilla's a fake queen, so now everyone's like, no one should work tiaras to upstage the queen, and all the actual worlds are like, fuck you. You know what she should We like? got that. What are we supposed to do with this shit? Yeah. Just keep it in storage? You get to bring out all your dumb swords, and I don't get to wear my fun hat? Fuck you. If there's, Is there no role in all this where you can wear a sword and a tiara? That's the only way I'd go. Mech suit Camilla. Mech suit Camilla. <laughs> Jaeger, Camilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Granny yeah. danger. Yeah, this is where this is where we talk King Charles into wearing the Iron Man suit, the real Iron Man suit with the thrust. Doesn't on Charles the hands. have to wear one of those crowns with fur on it? Nah, it, there. Can you imagine they, the listen, smell. England is, is into. Is it the same animal? England's into like authenticity pet? and history, so he's got to wear the automatic first transmission. He's got to wear the first Iron Man suit. They have four wheel drive. The clunky one. The old Lord Spider Man's flamethrower. Somebody falls straight through the floor. Somebody's just. Taking the heavy Iron Man suit, falling straight through the floor. <laughs> and somewhere in the back, some, like, Millwall fan's going to be like, Wanka! And the Pope, meanwhile, the Pope's like, losers. <laughs> Should have stayed on the cool team, fuck faces. <laughs> Is it like where we have, the, where we have of- the cool Iron Man suits. <laughs> you want some fucking knights? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, the Keyshaw house also has tarragon. Ooh. Ooh, curveball. Only only once every 40 years. <laughs> that's, that's the, honestly, somebody will have a problem with that because it is a spice and because it's associated with French cuisine. They'll be like, ah! France gun. <laughs>